Welcome to the 49ers Camelot Show. I'm excited to have you. Excited to talk 49ers with Katie Mox of CBS Sports HQ. Katie, how's it going? Thanks for joining me. Uh, Thank you for having me. I'm just retweeting it right now so that everybody can uh, sign on and watch us right now. I am so excited to be here. I never turned down an opportunity, Mark, to talk about the 49ers. Just in studio the other day, we're doing these um, preseason packages for every team where we kind of look into the gambling futures. And so the 49ers one I just filmed, it'll air actually tonight, um, a couple days ago. And and I was like, okay, well, if you're going to have me talk about the 49ers, then just so you know, I'm going to show up head to toe (laughs) and really have my 49ers. 49ers shoes on for it. So happy to be yeah. here as well. Yeah. So when you, when you're doing regular stuff, you know, you're probably yeah. excited and energetic, but, when, but then when it comes time to talk 49ers, do you, are you like on overdrive excited or do you try to yeah. tone it back a little? Yeah, I, I definitely, that you could, the passion definitely comes out and that's, you know, really <laughs> how I got into even being someone that works in sports media is through my love of the 49ers. Uh, I'm from the Bay Area. I'm from San Jose. Grew up a huge 49ers fan. Born in the you know the mid 80s, so we got the best of the best. You had the Montana years and the Steve Young and Jerry Rice. And you, not that I had a choice because I was certainly born into fandom. But what a time to grow yeah. up! Those Super Bowl parties were just too much fun. Uh, <laughs> and so I was a season ticket holder myself for seven years. Uh, I lived wow. in Los Angeles, but I flew home to every home game. It was me, my dad, and my two brothers. They they had all had season tickets at Candlestick. I was I didn't buy into those, but I definitely went to games anytime somebody couldn't go. And then once Levi Stadium came, um, I was like, hey, guys, can I, can I buy in with you guys? And it's really the 49ers is what I do with my family, you know? And so I've moved out to the East coast now for work. And so that's been the hardest thing is uh, I haven't been to a Niners game uh, since, you know, the 2019 season, since the NFC championship game. Um, because of course we didn't have 2020 and then I, and then I moved. So it's, uh, it breaks my heart that I can't go, but man, I love the Niners. So you're on the East coast. You do things for CBS sports. Um, did I also read that you do some things for ESPN? Yes. So I am a studio host for Sportsline on CBS Sports HQ. I also serve as a sports betting analyst and a host for other CBS Sports properties like the Pick 6 podcast, which is CBS Sports daily NFL podcast. Uh, And then I do, I host my own sports betting podcast with Omaha Productions, which is Peyton Manning's and ESPN. And Mm -hmm. that one is called Moxie Bets, just like a fun name, uh, play on my name. Yeah, that is so cool. Well, uh, I'm excited about that and and glad that you're representing the team and yes. the area. That's, uh, that's so cool. Yeah, sometimes, yeah, at nauseum, my my co-host <laughs> and other analysts like, oh, here she goes again, talking about the 49ers. <laughs> and they do, you know, roll their eyes a bit because I am. I'm super, super passionate about this team. I, I love it so much. And God, we're almost there, Mark. It's almost football season. Training camp is, you know, underway with the rookies. And I'm just pumped. We're less than a week away from the rest of the team reporting. The rookies did report earlier this week. Now, with your job, you talk to a lot of national media and a lot of fans, different people like that on on a national basis. What? How are people seeing the 49ers outside of the Bay Area or outside of the team's uh, fan base? I think that the fan base is actually the harshest on the 49ers than anybody else. Uh, You know, the organization, from what I've seen from former NFL players, people in the media and just, you know, other fans, it's extremely well respected. You know, we have five Mm -hmm. Super Bowl rings and, and the history of the 49ers is so 
Amazing. Um, and, you know, I really haven't heard anyone criticize Lynch or Shanahan. I think it's pretty universal that the Niners are well managed and that they are well coached. There's always a ton of respect for the 49ers defense. I mean, that's always been such a cornerstone of our team. Uh, but the quarterback carousel, of course, is always going to be the caveat that anyone has when discussing the 49ers. It's great team needs a franchise quarterback. Um, yeah. And so that has been the biggest criticism that I've seen for this team. But overall, Mark, I think that the 49ers are well-respected. I think it's a team that players would be happy to play on. I think it's a, a city that people would be happy to live in. And um, yeah, so I would say the quarterback carousel is, uh, I, I would just love to have an off season where we don't talk about it, Mark. I'm sure. I'm sure yeah, well. I know. I know. And, and, you know, because, because it's reported in the national media so much, you know, they'll say something about Brock Purdy or mostly about Trey Lance or that Sam Darnold has the edge or whatever. And when that happens, we who, who either cover the team or write about the team or content creators, we have to respond to it. I mean, we have to yes. write about it or or, or put it into a podcast or something and we get killed for it. I mean, <laughs> yes. fans are so sick of it and they'll you write, know. they'll write me and say, man, uh, can you not come up with something different? And I'm like, it's not my fault. Blame the national right. media. They're the ones stirring well, the pot. And it's I, I agree with you. And it's also like if, you know, I'm, you know, you could see Jimmy Garoppolo on the, on my shoulder over here. I don't know where there he is. Um, <laughs> I was a huge fan of Jimmy Garoppolo. I was, I was not one of the people that thought we needed to go out and get Trey Lance, you know, and, and Jimmy Garoppolo for whatever reason is one of the most polarizing quarterbacks that there is. You either love him or some reason you hate him, which I don't understand why people hate him because all the guy does yeah. is seem to win. Yes, right. he can't stay healthy. And that is a big reason as to why we're in the position that we are now. But I never understood the hate that he got. But if if I showed, and I'm sure you got this too, any kind of respect for Jimmy Garoppolo, it was just like, oh, you hate Trey Lance and Jimmy <laughs> Garoppolo. And it was just like this crazy vitriol. And it's like, no, I think all of us want what's best for the team. And maybe we have differing opinions on what that looks like. But it became like almost political. If you liked one, you had to hate the other, which I just found so crazy. <laughs> yeah, there was when Trey was a rookie that uh, during training camp, I wrote a pro Jimmy Garoppolo piece for Ooh. 49ers web zone Ooh. and I got killed. So a week <laughs> yes. later, I wrote a pro Trey Lance piece and I okay. got killed one yeah. guy said, <laughs> one guy you told me win. I need to kill myself. And yeah. I'm like, okay, you're taking this a little far. Let's relax. But <laughs> yes. It's They're football. passionate. It's, okay? supposed the faithful are, it's supposed to be fun, but the, the faithful are passionate. Yeah. I'll give them that. It's crazy. And I think that, I think that we're just spoiled. You know, you have Joe Montana yes. followed by Steve Young and then Jeff Garcia, yeah. who was a, what a four-time yes. pro bowler. You know, yes. so I, I think the fan base is probably spoiled when it comes to the quarterback position, but that's yeah. all right. So where are you at on Brock Purdy? Do you think, do you feel like he's the guy, like he's the real deal or are, is the jury still out because he only played a handful of games? Uh, Mark and Brock Purdy, we trust. Okay. I will go ahead uh, and say that. I just think I've never seen this offense run is smoothie with, you know, yeah. Jimmy Garoppolo or, you know, when Jimmy was hurt, any of the backups that we had, or even Trey Lance, which to be fair, Trey Lance did not necessarily get a chance because he got injured so early on, but 
you know, even when we saw Trey Lance go in with those two games, and yes, one was a monsoon, and then he got injured fairly quickly in the second game, but he still kind of looked like how you would expect a rookie to look, mm-hmm. you know, a little bit timid, didn't exactly make very quick decisions, and Brock Purdy came out there. And even in a small sample size, I mean, it was just incredible. He was making decisions, he was moving the ball down the field, and he broke all kinds of rookie records, and I just don't think – that all of that was a fluke. I mean, he came in yeah. and he beat the Dolphins. He went into Seattle and he beat Seattle. He beat Tom Brady at home <laughs> when he had a hundred tickets that he had sold there. He had, you know, he won two playoff games. He had more passing yards in one of those playoff games than any quarterback except for Joe Montana in the playoffs. And look, I wow. am a big Jimmy G fan, but Brock Purdy, I think, is the actual Mr. Irrelevant turned very, very, very relevant, is the future of this franchise. And, you know, I'm hopeful that he's going to be ready for week one, because I think with him at the helm, uh, you know, we're still on this quest for six. And I believe every single year that we're going to win the Super Bowl. I'm one of those fans that (laughs) believes until the very last second, even in the NFC championship game, when we saw CMC run it down and just take over the game, I thought, okay, maybe we can do this. Uh, So Yes, I am all in on Brock Purdy. I feel bad for Trey Lance because here's the thing. And a lot of people think that I don't like Trey Lance, which, of course, we kind of just talked about. And that's not the case. I didn't think that we needed to draft him because I believed in Jimmy Garoppolo. Um, But, you know, we gave up a lot for that number three overall. I really, really trust and believe in Shanahan and in Lynch and whatever they saw in Trey Lance. I trust. But if we Mm -hmm. have someone like Brock Purdy that could just get in like that and win games. I just don't see space for for Trey Lance. So I hope that he is successful. I, I'm not sure that he's going to be a 49ers quarterback. Um, I think we need to keep all three of them this season. Okay. We don't need what happened to us last year in the yeah, NFC championship game sure. to happen again. We need, if anything, Mark, we know we need three quarterbacks. Um, yep, yep. But yeah, for, for me, for me, it's Brock Purdy. And, and like, I'm excited to see uh, what Darnold can bring at training camp. I know there's a lot of people that are throwing down some money on uh, Sam Darnold to be the MVP this year, which I think is hilarious. And yes, we've never seen, you know, you look at the coaches that he's had. That's probably why he hasn't had as great of a career. So yes, I'm excited to see what Sam Darnold could do. But if, if we're talking about who I want to be the quarterback, it's Brock Purdy. Well, you know, it's interesting. I don't know if you heard Steve Young talking to Matt Mayoko um, here this past week, but he had something to say about all three of the quarterbacks. With Brock Purdy, he said, uh, just let let him go. You know, not like let him be him. And uh, and so he was very supportive of Brock. Um, With Trey, I, I, I I can't think of what he said, but it, it was positive. Whatever he said about Trey yeah. uh, with Darnold, he, he actually surprised me. He said, look, this guy, I think yeah. under Shanahan can be really good. So yeah. that that'll be interesting. I, I, I like Purdy. I, obviously he's got to clean up some things, you know, the, the whole, yes. <laughs> the whole thing where he leaves the pocket and, <laughs> and goes backwards to, to his yes. to his left. Oh God, that's oh, God. scary. scary. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I I want him to stop doing that, but uh, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I, to me, I don't know. I, I guess I'm just not certain that he's going to be ready for Week One because I don't mm. know how much he's going to practice throughout training camp. So, yeah. and and that Pittsburgh defense can really get after the quarterback. So I don't know that yeah. I would want Brock Purdy yeah. starting that game. So what do you, go ahead. Yeah. It's, 
It's funny that you say that because we were looking into on on one of my shows, you know, I, I talk a lot of gambling. And so we look at odds for season awards and, uh, you know, defensive player of the year. Nick Bosa, of course, won last year. It's hard to go back to back. Anytime TJ Watt is healthy, that guy's going to get my money because he's just an absolute game changer and a game wrecker. And I started thinking about I've been preaching. I want Brock Purdy back week one. I'm like, I don't want Brock Purdy anywhere near TJ Watt. <laughs> I certainly don't. So yes, I, I agree with you. It, that is a tough defense to go against in the very mm -hmm. first week if he's not a hundred percent. So I, I think it's going to be interesting to see sp specifically in training camp, how Darnold and Trey Lance kind of battle each other. Cause I have been hearing a lot of positive things um, about Trey Lance this off season as well. He's been working out with quarterback coach with Patrick Mahomes. Uh, you know, he's fixing some little things that he's done. And, and I do think that the talent is there. So uh, it'll be interesting. I do think that Sam Darnold has really, um, acclimated well to the to the team, though. You know, you saw him out at Warriors games with McCaffrey and with Kittle mm -hmm. and with Juszczyk, and it seems like he's kind of um, he's kind of found a home here pretty early on, which is which is good to see because I think that one of the things that makes our team so strong is the camaraderie between the guys. It seems like a very very tight locker room. Yeah, yeah, he's been part of what Grant Cohn calls the Cabo Click, so <laughs> they they have they yeah. have embraced him so far. I, I'm going to say, and I hate to, cause I have to make picks every week uh, for 49ers web zone yep. and I hate picking against the 49ers, but I, yeah. I'm going to pick them to lose in Pittsburgh. Um, as are. painful as that is, cause, cause okay. the, St the Steelers never lose their, their opening game. I mean, they, I don't know how many years in a row. I, I think I heard that they've won okay. Shanahan's team always starts off a little slow we don't even know who the quarterback's going to be. I'm, I'm picking that it's right. going to be Trey Lance. Um, so I just think that's going to be a tough, a sneaky, tough opening game for them to win. Yeah, I'm looking at it right now. So the line opened up at three, which is basically uh, a field goal. It's interesting because it's changed now to two and a half. So that's under what sports books would normally give what they consider like home field advantage uh, mm -hmm. to the Steelers. Um, so now two and a half 49ers are favored, which is interesting because you said they're going in to Pittsburgh where they've never lost at home opening uh, weekend. Niners are favorite. Interesting. This, the point total I would look at right now, it's 41. I would probably go oh. under on this yeah. total. You look at two of the best defenses. And mm -hmm. I know that there's a lot of question marks surrounding the 49ers defense with Steve Wilkes coming in. I don't, I don't really see too much regression there. Uh, I feel like we've bolstered up a lot in that department, but you know, Nick Bosa uh, on, on the, uh, precipice of getting a big contract here so I would probably lean under in that game and I will wait to see who the quarterback is and what happens at training camp before I uh, I give a lean but yeah I, I hate to I hate to against, bet against the Niners too I, I, I typically just won't do it I know you have to give picks but I just <laughs> I won't I I don't always bet them I'm not you know I'm not yeah. a type of fan that's just throwing money in any direction I only bet when I feel like there's an edge um and we'll we'll hope that the 49ers have that edge come uh, come week one all right. Well, you mentioned Nick Bosa. He is about to get paid. Normally the 49ers do their extensions on the eve of training camp yeah. or right after training camp starts. So do you see this happening pretty quick? And once it happens, is he going to surpass Aaron Donald and become the yeah. NFL's all-time uh, highest paid defensive player? 
Well, I mean, you said it, Mark. History says that Bosa, you know, his contract extension should happen soon. The Niners have signed three blue chip players, two extensions the last three off seasons. You had Kittle and then Fred and then, of course, Debo. Unlike last season, it's kind of nice to know that there's no animosity between our star yeah. player and the organization. Uh, I read recently that Bosa said he's confident the deal will get done. And, you know, there's no threat of sitting out or requesting a trade or any of that stuff that, you know, put us Niners fans uh, having heart palpitations all uh, last <laughs> offseason. Uh, but it is really interesting because you know he, he's set up different than even these other guys like Kittle or Warner because he's coming off of Defensive Player of the Year yeah. award. So his <laughs> bargaining chips are uh, you know pretty stacked at this point. I do believe that he is about to get paid. And you know, will he top Aaron Donald? I would say, yeah, you know, he's certainly in line for a top of the market deal, you know, coming off the monster season that he just had, Defensive Player of the Year. His brother Joey set a record as well. Right. So I, I, it's like when your brother set the record, you also, you know, yeah. I feel like they're kind of tit for tat, these guys. So I do think that, you know, Nick, the smaller bear is going to bring that honor back to the Bosa family. <laughs> you know, I've seen some projections in the ballpark of a five year deal, one hundred and sixty seven and a half million dollars, which would amount to thirty three point five million dollars per year. That, of course, puts him above Donald. Right. He's making what? Thirty one point six million mm -hmm. per year. What I think is going to be the most interesting is the term. I think that the 49ers are undoubtedly going to push for a five-year term. That's what we saw, um, you know, for for Kittle and for Warner. Obviously, Debo pushed really hard for three years. I do think there's better value in terms of guaranteed money for players in these shorter contracts, maybe a three or a four-year, uh, which we do know that I think TJ Watt got a four-year deal. So that will be interesting. But do I think he's getting paid? Yes. Is it happening soon? Yes. Is he going to be the highest paid? Absolutely. Yeah, I, I would agree. I, I, I think that he does top Aaron Donald. Um, and A Aaron Donald's probably soon going to be on his way out. So yeah. it's going to be interesting to see. And it's going to be interesting to see how they manage the cap once they have yeah. a defensive player making yeah. big quarterback money. Uh, that's that's going to be interesting to see. So earlier yeah. this week, I, I saw on one of your shows, you were talking about uh, how you you're you're believing that Christian McCaffrey is going to be yes. the offensive player of the year in 2023. Yes. I think that I think you're on to something because yeah. he is a star. What do you think that Shanahan's going to do with him this year? And what is it that makes him so special? Well, you know, here's the thing is I think people forget um, that he was a midseason acquisition because he was just so dominant <laughs> and just did so many things. And, you know, the Niners have so many, you know, positionless players on offense when you look at people like Kittle or Debo or even Juszczyk. But McCaffrey really is the true Swiss army knife of this Niners offense. I mean, like, what can't he do? He's a top producing running back. I think he's one of the best pass catching backs in the NFL. Then we saw him throw a touchdown pass last year. We saw him block, which, of course, I don't want to see that anymore, Shanahan. But yeah. he's just like he's just a toy. I feel like he's a toy soldier that Shanahan could just put anywhere, wind him up and then just see him go. You know, 13 years, or excuse me, 13 games, not years. And we hope to have him for 13 years. So that's probably a little bit too long. <laughs> 13 games. Uh, McCaffrey had 111 scrimmage yards per game, 73 rushing. 39 receiving. He scored a combined 13 touchdowns on 20 touches per game. Eight of those rushing included in the postseason. Like the guy is just, he can do anything. And I know that a lot of people are worried about his health because of things that happened in, um, 
in Carolina, but the, right. the one I'm not worried about him being run into the ground necessarily just because Shanahan has always employed a run game kind of by committee. It's one of the best offensive systems for running backs, I think, in the entire league. So I think we're going to see a lot more of Christian McCaffrey doing crazy things. But the good news is, is we do have other backs that will kind of help share that load for him. So I'm not necessarily worried about um, injury for him. I just think he's going to have a monster year. And by the way, he's the favorite right now for offensive player of the year at plus 1100. Wow. Take that bet right now. Cause I'm telling you, there is nothing that this guy can't do or won't do. Wow. Wow. That's great. Uh, great insight. I, I think that we're going to see more of Jordan Mason in 2023. Yeah. I think yeah. that you saw how Kyle Shanahan wanted to use Elijah Mitchell to give McCaffrey a breather to save him a little bit. And when Mitchell was in there, he was great. He had over yeah. six yards per carry, but yeah. he can't stay healthy. And so yeah. I was hoping last year that, that Kyle would go to Jordan Mason more, but he, and he's got that thing with rookies where he just sometimes doesn't seem to trust them. I think he trusts Mitchell because Mitchell still has not fumbled the ball even once in his NFL career. But with Jordan Mason, I think that he's going to trust him more this year. And if Mitchell is unhealthy and look back yeah. in June in the, in the mandatory mini camp, Mitchell was on the side working. <laughs> so it's like he was already hurt. So I love Elijah Mitchell, but I, I just think that Jordan Mason may be the guy this year to, uh, to be that number two back. How do you, how do you feel about I Jordan? Yeah, I completely agree with you. You know, Elijah Mitchell could be a, a, a RB1 in several different uh, teams in the NFL right now. He's really, really that good. But to your point, I have more injury concerns with Mitchell even than I do with Christian McCaffrey. And, you know, you hit on it right there, Mark. Mason and Mitchell got about the same amount of touches last season. They both average about six yards per carry. Um, so I'm curious to see if Jordan does get more usage, but I actually think that he will so that we can keep Mitchell healthy so that later in the season, because we know our running backs drop like flies. There's a reason why that room is so robust that let's use Jordan up front. Let's trust him a little bit more so that maybe later in the season, we have someone like Mitchell who Shanahan trusts. And I think, you know, the, the fan base really trusts to step in should anything happen uh, to Christian McCaffrey. Yeah. And with McCaffrey, the thing that I like the most is that he's a mismatch. Uh, Kyle used him last year, the same way that Bill Walsh used Roger Craig and the way that his dad, Mike Shanahan used Ricky waters. You can line them up all over the place um, here's the thing. McCaffrey is a first down machine. And last yeah. season, the 49ers ranked 13th in third down conversion rate with McCaffrey. They ranked fifth. And that's huge Oof. when when he can yeah. keep drives alive by being that uh, that outlet for uh, a quarterback like Brock Purdy. So let's talk. Uh, let's talk some rookies. What um, mm. are there any rookies that you're really excited to see uh, what they can do in training camp? Mark, obviously I'm excited to see the kicker, Jake Moody, okay? <laughs> I mean, right. we went and got him in the third round. We're willing to walk away from Robbie Gold, who was so amazing with us, you know? Yep. I was looking at him. Okay, he converted 82% of field goal attempts at Michigan. He was second team All-American, first team All-Big Ten. 
I, I, I just want to know why we went and got this kicker, you know? And so it may be not necessarily a training camp, but in, in the preseason, I'm so excited to see what Jake Moody can do for us. Other than that, you know, Jair, Jair Brown, uh, I'm interested to see how he fits in with the, with the safeties, especially with uh, Gibson flirting with retirement there. But yeah, I want to see, I want to see why, why we picked a kicker in the third round. <laughs> that is what yeah. I'm most excited about. Yeah, I had Tracy Sandler on a few weeks ago. She covers the 49ers. She's one of the beat writers. She went to Michigan. And so I asked her, can Jake Moody fill Robbie Gold's shoes, especially in the playoffs? Because they're going to be in some close games where they're going to rely on the kicker to win the game. Can a rookie handle this? And she said, Jake Moody is no ordinary rookie. And she quoted Jim Harbaugh, death, taxes, and Jake Moody. So I'm banking (laughs) on that. I hope that she's right there. You know, and I Uh, do love that he comes from a a Harbaugh uh, team as well. You know, just kind of keeping it in in the family there because those were were fun years. Those were tumultuous years. And then we had a couple dark years right after it. Yeah, they were fun. I I did a a piece on um, the worst decisions in uh, 49ers history. And one of them was firing Jim Harbaugh. I think I had like the five, the five worst yeah. decisions in 49ers history. Yeah. One, you know, obviously the biggest was trading Charles Haley to the Cowboys. Um, but I had yeah. firing Jim Harbaugh and then hiring Jim Tom Sula. Uh, so the, yeah, those were, those were some dark days. You know, the thing is, is uh, Jim Harbaugh came in and, and saved, you know, the organization. There was a good decade where the Niners weren't doing anything. And he yeah. came in there and he just and it's just a testament to how important coaches are. You can have all of the pieces there, but if you don't have somebody driving the ship and, you know, the who's right. got it better than us. And and the, the, mm-hmm. that 2012 year was just so fun and so explosive. Uh, but I do think that, you know, Harbaugh is an interesting personality and he, he, there's a track record of him you know staying places for a good three years now of course he's been um at michigan i think ultimately it all worked out better i'm happy that we have kyle shanahan now but yeah that was there there were times uh where i think it was very hard for jed york uh and also uh why am i blanking on the gm's name right now at the time that's with the jags Balky, now. trent balky balky yeah th- i think it was hard for uh for balky and for jed york to to go out to dinner in the bay area <laughs> during that time <laughs> Yeah, I'm sure. Well, last season, Talanoa Hufanga was in his second year and he exploded on the scene. Is there any second year player that you see that might take a similar route? You know, let's just keep it at USC and go Drake Jackson, right? You know, Hufanga was just incredible last year. And I did think that Drake Jackson started the season pretty strong at three mm-hmm. sacks through, I believe week six, and that he wasn't really mm-hmm. active for five of the last six games of the season. Uh, I was reading an article the other day where Steve Wilkes has already kind of shared that he's got some high expectations for Jackson in 2023. So I would like to see him take that step forward and kind of have the season that we thought he was starting to have, you know, him opposite Nick Bosa, um, could be pretty scary. So I'm excited to see uh, what the former Trojan can do. Yeah. And that's a great call. That's, that's the thing that I hope happens more than just about anything because with the addition of Javon Hargrave in the middle uh, where he's going to take pressure off of Eric Armstead, he's going to take pressure off of Nick Bosa. And if they can get Drake Jackson to do what they believe he's going to do off the other side, then that, that defensive front is going to torment quarterbacks. 
that would be really exciting. The block is hot again, Mark. The block is hot. <laughs> yeah. So what are you looking for uh, when training camp starts next week? What, do you, what are you hoping to, to hear? What do you, you want to see? Uh, obviously the quarterback battle, right? That's what everyone is excited to see. You know, who's going to win out? Is it going to be Lance or is it going to be Darnold? And, you know, what's Darnold going to look like in a Kyle Shanahan offense? And, you know, how, how improved is Trey Lance going to be? So that's probably the most important thing I'm going to be looking at. But, but truly, I don't put too much weight in training camp or preseason. I just want to see everybody stay healthy. There's nothing more depressing yeah. when when somebody gets a season ending injury in training camp or the preseason. And, you know, I'm, I'm really, really hopeful to see any kind of progress. I know we, we're not going to necessarily see him play, but he should be out there with Brock Purdy and, and, and how he's coming along. And I just want to know who our quarterback is going to be week one. That is what yeah. I'm most looking forward to. Yeah, I, the thing that I'm going to be watching is what goes on in the joint practices with the Raiders. Yes. Kyle Shanahan has Me. said that he puts a lot more emphasis uh, into those practices than he does the preseason games. So when people ask me questions, because I do a mailbag for 49ers Web Zone every week, and when they when they're going to be asking me in a couple of weeks, you know, who's leading the 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 quarterback competition between Lance and Darnold, I'm going to be telling them, wait and see what it looks like in those practices okay. with the Raiders, because that's 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 going to be Kyle's way of telling us what he's thinking, uh, because they can they can take those practices and they can basically write out what a, whatever storyline they want, you know, so they can set the player up for, for failure or for success or whatever, yeah. where in preseason that, that's really kind of out of their, out of their hands. And so it's going to be fun to, to watch what goes on this off season. It is. And poor Jimmy Garoppolo, right? We don't know how healthy he's going to be if, you know, if he's going to even start week one, but he thought he got away from the quarterback drama and then here they go <laughs> putting him up against his old team uh, right know. off the bat there. Let's like, I know. He probably and, just how, like, really... and how crazy was that, that he goes to the Raiders and then they, they postpone his introductory oh. press conference. And then the next thing, you know, we're hearing about this other surgery that he had, yeah, the poor guy just can't get away from from the uh, 49ers related injuries that he's sustained. No, or the or the quarterback drama and, and the carousel and of course, you know, they had to deal with, oh, is Tom Brady all of a sudden going to step in as a part owner slash quarterback, which I truly believe <laughs> that Tom Brady is fully retired and not coming yeah. back. Um, but, you know. I, I want good things for Jimmy Garoppolo. You know, I want him to go out mm -hmm. there and and do well with the with with the Raiders. And I think that he obviously fits well into uh, McDaniel's um, offense, uh, considering they both came from the Patriots and they've got some weapons around him. And he understands how that can be. But uh, you know, health is always going to be the biggest question with Jimmy Garoppolo. And I think the reason why he hasn't been able to kind of push past um, the hump. But I, I want good things for him. I do. Yeah, me too. Last question. What is your biggest concern for the 49ers heading into the 2023 season? Health, Mark. It's health. It's always health, okay? Because I feel like whether the 2020 season was just a disaster, right? We were on our revenge tour, and then everybody got injured basically at MetLife Stadium, uh, just took out yeah. most of our starters <laughs> all in one fell swoop. Uh, and that was just a painful season. And, you know, and then we came back stronger and – it seems to be, you know, we. I would love to see the 
make it over the hump of the NFC championship game two years in a row, we get there um, and don't push it. It's like we're the new Packers at this point, you know, mm-hmm. you, you make it there and then you don't tend to go back to it. But I think it's going to be health because I do think that had Brock Purdy and I know Eagles fans are always up in arms about this, but had Brock Purdy <laughs> not gotten injured, I'm not saying we win that game. I'm saying we had a chance to win that game. Right. And when you don't have a quarterback, to play and they know you're just going to run the ball the entire time, you have absolutely no shot of winning that game. So I'm glad that the league, you know, changed the rules. So now you can suit up three different quarterbacks because, you know, we need, because it wasn't fun to watch. I think for anybody, it Mm -hmm. was a fun game for people to play and it wasn't even fun to watch. So if, if the Niners can stay healthy i think we have a chance to compete and and win a super bowl now you got to get past patrick mahomes every single year it seems like at this point but uh i think that the 49ers if they can stay healthy if our if our big if christian mccaffrey is healthy and brock purdy is healthy and bosa is healthy then we've got a real shot at this so uh, for us we're stacked but it's always going to be can they stay healthy yeah great point that is the key and if they can they have as good a chance of anybody uh, to uh, to win uh, Super Bowl 48. Uh, so we'll see in uh, February of 2024. Katie, thanks so much for joining me. Let uh, let everybody know where they can find you. Yes, you can find me at Katie Mox on Twitter, at Katie Mox Bets on Instagram. Uh, you can also catch me on CBS Sports HQ every day from 6 to 7 p.m. Eastern. It's available on the CBS Sports app, Paramount Plus, and CBSSports.com. And then my podcast, Moxie Bets, you can find on ESPN's YouTube channel. And then also the Pick 6 podcast, which is on CBS Sports uh, NFL YouTube channel. Go check Katie out. She's doing some great things and uh, I've enjoyed watching some of her shows. So go check her out. And while you're at it, go wherever you watch or listen, uh, subscribe to the 49ers Camelot show and whatever, whatever else you need to do, rate, review, all of that kind of stuff. Thanks so much for joining us. And Katie, thanks again. Thank you. I had a blast.